It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And at the anchor desk, I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker. This week, WIA Director Giles Kirby, VK5GK, with the work the board is doing, plus hopefully much, much more in this edition of news from your Wireless Institute of Australia. It's for week commencing February 25, 2024. Australia's ham radio news station. We are VK1 WIA. Ahead of the WIA Director, Australiana and Government Program to boost mobile coverage along regional roads. Critical comms have reported how communities and commuters across regional and remote Australia are set to benefit from improved mobile coverage on roads and highways as a result of the Federal Government's new $50 million Regional Roads Australia Mobile Program. The pilot program will fund new infrastructure or the expansion of existing infrastructure on regional highways and major roads and inform development of a scaled-up national program. Multi-carrier coverage will also be prioritised to improve consumer choice and access. The Regional Roads Australia Mobile Program will help deliver targeted solutions that address unique local challenges, boosting mobile connectivity for communities and commuters alike, said Minister for Communications Michelle Rowland. This is Giles Kirby, VK5 Golf Kilo, delivering the WIA Director's Update. Firstly, I'd like to draw your attention to a couple of volunteer roles. You can find the full descriptions on the last page of the latest AR magazine. We're seeking to improve our digital footprint and evolve certain areas within our IT infrastructure. I encourage qualified individuals to reach out to us. Expressions of interest can be sent to our secretary. Secondly, the WIA Merit Awards Program identifies and recognises sustained outstanding achievement in the diverse field of amateur radio that furthers the science of radio and or service to the WIA. It plays an important role in promoting excellence, with nominations made by several WIA members and decided by the Board of Directors. Nominations for WIA awards to be presented at this year's AGM will close on the 31st of March. Please see our website for full details. This has been Giles Kirby, VK5 Golf Kilo, delivering the Director's Update, 73s. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Leading this week's international news, Bill introduced to eliminate private land use restrictions on amateur radio. U.S. Senators Roger Wicker and Richard Blumenthal introduced a bill January 30, 2024, the State Companion Bill introduced last June. Both bills reflect the congressional campaign efforts by the ARRL to eliminate homeowner association land use restrictions that prohibit, restrict or impair the ability of an amateur radio operator to install and operate amateur station antennas on residential properties they own. Amateur radio operators repeatedly are relied upon to provide essential communications when disaster strikes, but their ability to do so is being impaired by the exponential growth of residential private land use restrictions that hinder their ability to establish stations in their homes with which to train and provide emergency communications when called upon. 
In announcing the introduction of the bill, Senator Wicker said, because communication during natural disasters is often hindered, we should be making every effort to give folks more options. Reliable access to make the difference between life and death in an emergency. Our legislation removes roadblocks for amateur radio operators looking to help their friends, families and neighbours. In a similar announcement, Senator Blumenthal stated, Our measure will help clarify the rules so ham radio enthusiasts can successfully continue their communications. In the face of emergency or crisis, hams provide vital, life-saving information. An unspecified defect in early model Starlink satellites has prompted SpaceX to preemptively deorbit the units before they potentially fail and become hazards in low Earth orbit. The company has already initiated the disposal of 406 units from the nearly 6,000 satellites launched to date. Among these, 17 are currently non-manoeuvrable but are expected to naturally decay and eventually burn up in Earth's atmosphere in the coming years. However, the decision to deorbit a large batch of approximately 100 satellites within a brief amount of time is certainly out of the ordinary. ARRL and Amateur Radio Digital Communications have represented Amateur Radio at a symposium in Washington at which the top domestic spectrum policymakers from across the federal government considered implementation of the National Spectrum Strategy. ARRL ensures that amateur radio is represented at sessions such as this so that decision makers understand amateur radio's roles when spectrum decisions are made, including its substantial contributions to student interest and education in STEM subjects at schools and its role during emergencies and natural disasters. Skeptics question disappearance of Alabama Radio Tower. Some observers doubt WJLX's tower was stolen, but the general manager stands by his account. The alleged theft of that tower in Jasper, Alabama, which we told you about earlier this month, gained attention from national and international media outlets, USA Today, The Guardian, South China Morning Post and many others. But it's also generated a lot of snarky comments from some observers including several radio engineers who doubt the plausibility of the story. Some commenters speculated that WJLX had failed to maintain its AM site over time, but needed to keep its related FM translator on the air and required a cover story. One unattributed comment in a Facebook group insisted that the AM had been off the air for several years and the site neglected but that rumours of an FCC complaint about the silent AM led him to believe there might be soon an inspection, revealing the tower's sad state and inability to operate. GM Brett Elmore followed up by saying, People are going to speculate and they think it's an inside job, but I can assure you I had nothing to do with it, he said. We didn't disassemble a 200-foot tower or steal the equipment. Elmore says he's given police access to records from the utility company that provides service to the tower site that shows electrical usage until the alleged theft that proved the station had been in operation prior to the tower disappearing. When asked why no listeners reported the station being off the air, he said an elderly woman who listens to the AM station for its church programming typically would have called him if the station was off the air, as she'd done in the past. I really can't tell you why we didn't get a call, he said. Anywhere there's a camera, now there's a risk. Billions of users at risk of peeping toms. This Week in Amateur Radio has an article which is quite disturbing. 
A new threat to privacy has emerged as scientists in the US have found a way to spy on video feeds from cameras in devices ranging from smartphones to home security systems. The method, known as EMI, can even capture images through walls, raising huge concerns about the potential for misuse. The research, led by Kevin Fu, a professor of electrical and computer engineering at Northeastern University, targets a vulnerability in the data transmission cables within most modern cameras. These cables unintentionally act as radio antennas, leaking electromagnetic information that can be picked up and decoded to reveal real-time video. For VK1WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. We are VK1WIA. Now, operational news with VK4FUQ. Felix. Hello there. Hi. Now, contest-wise, 2024. New Zealand's Jock White Memorial Field Day is happening now, 24-25 February. Also on air this weekend, Worldwide Patagonia DX Contest, February 25th. The first Worldwide Patagonia DX Contest takes place over a 24-hour period beginning at 0000 hours UTC today, February 25. Sponsored by Argentine Amateur Radio Operators, all radio amateurs from across the world are invited to participate in this inaugural event. Multiple categories, certificates and plaques will be available. A couple of categories worth noting are the YL and also a Rocky. Rocky Operator. The operator obtained their first amateur radio licence less than three years before the contest date. Lady operator. Only female operators can participate in this category, competing each other for a certificate, regardless of the country or continent. Full rules are available on the WWPDXC website. AWLDX phone contest March 2 and 3. Use only the 160, 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands. IAIUHF World Championship, the second full weekend of July, that is 13-14. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, July 21st. The Trans-Tasman Contest, always held on the third weekend in July, aims to encourage low band activity between VK and ZL. Only contest bands 160, 80, 40 are allowed with SSB, CW and digital, that is RIDI or PSK. This contest is another official WIA contest that will count towards the Peter Brown Contest Champion Awards. August 17-18, Remembrance Day Contest. 44th Alara Contest, and this Alara Contest is always held on the last full weekend of August. Starts Saturday 25th of August at 0600 hours UTC. Ends Sunday 26th of August at 0559 hours UTC. Contacts made on Echo Link will also be accepted. Dex window to the world, Thailand. Members of the Radio Amateur Society of Thailand are QRV as HS60RAST until March 10 to celebrate the Society's 60th anniversary and to QSL HS60RAST you send via HS6MYW. Solomon Islands, H44MS Burnett is operating in the Solomon Islands until the end of April on HF using SSB and FT8. QSL via Club Logs OQRS. Belize. Yui 
DL8UD is QRV as V31KO until March 6. However, it will be active as V3O in the AWL International DXSSB contest. QSL both V3O and V31KO Boris home call DL8UD. Ice is nice. We radio amateurs are renowned for coming up at lots of sill, silly to others, contests and special events, but this one, held last weekend, I don't recall us mentioning previously, and yet it was their ninth year of melting the ice. The Stillwater, northeast of Minnesota, Amateur Radio Association's ice station, W0JH, operated during the US President's Day weekend in their ninth year for the special event held to drive away the remainder of the Minnesota winter by generating as much RF as possible over the President's Day long weekend. Under the right conditions, the club operate on frozen Lake Elmo, just outside of St. Paul in Minnesota. Well, as the rain pours down in Ingham for VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. It can be heard on ANZAL, that's the Australian and New Zealand Echo Link Multimode Network. The news is automatically rebroadcast every Sunday at 10am VK3 time. Thanks. This is second operator Helen using John's VK3 HJQ call sign. Can use Workbench. Homeowners Associations, HOAs for short, are private organisations that oversee the management of some residential communities. HOAs establish sets of rules and regulations called bylaws for those living in the community to follow. So, with the influx of over 50 retirement and lifestyle villages and resorts springing up across the countryside for we baby boomers, a stealth antenna idea from the USA and K5VOP is worth a look-see. Who could possibly ask for it to be taken down with Anzac Day approaching, not to mention our King's birthday or the Australia Day, January 26 next year? This is from Paul and I read, I wanted to share my Hustler 6BTV to flagpole antenna conversion for those in an HOA who are tired of taking their antenna down all the time. I added a few zip ties, a lightweight flag and a salute to my Hustler and I have it up 24-7 even though everybody can see it. The antenna loses its factory wind rating with the flag, but I just tilt it down when big storms come through, even though it's withstood up to 48 mile per hour gusts. Now hopefully this gives some HOA operators an idea to keep an antenna up 24-7. WIA Text News this week has a link to Paul's YouTube view. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1 WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3 F. And a very good day to you. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW, solved the mystery by decoding from CW a weekly clue. A satellite, Hades F, will send a clue each week in CW, so radio amateurs will have the chance to solve the mystery by having all the clues. Main mission for Hades F also known as Maria G, is to be an FM repeater, but it will also include this simple guess game being implemented by students at a Madrid high school. Amateur radio satellite, 
Maria G, or Hades F, is planned to launch from the UK's Saxavord spaceport later this year. Worldwide special interest groups, digital. Brandmaster adds Tetra-based network. February 14th, 2024, Brandmaster recently integrated a Tetra-based network to their flagship Brandmaster DMR network. Tetra improves upon DMR by utilising four time slots, full duplex conversations and superior voice quality. Worldwide special interest groups funnel frontier. Upcoming rideshare launch to include amateur payloads. The SpaceX F9 Transporter 10 rideshare mission has been scheduled to launch on the 1st of March 2024. In addition to a half dozen commercial payloads, two amateur satellites are on the launch manifest. Sonate 2 from Germany and Crowcube from Croatia. Firstly, for Sonate 2, it's a 6U plus CubeSat designed and built by the University of Würzburg in Germany. As for many university satellites, the mission objectives of the Sonate 2 satellite can be divided into three different parts the operation of an amateur radio payload, the development and operation of the satellite for the education of students, and the operation of a novel payload as a technology demonstration in space. The amateur payload of Sonate 2 consists of a VHF transceiver that was already built for the predecessor mission Sonate over the course of several student theses. For Sonate 2, additional student theses extended the transceiver functionalities. It will provide regular SSTV downlinks with images from the optical sensors included in the AI payload, as well as an APRS digipeter and CW beacon. And Crowcube is a 1U CubeSat mission to support the Croatian, but also worldwide, amateur radio community with many ham services and activities. The mission's goal is also to facilitate the technological development of Croatia, create an advanced society focused on prosperity and innovation, and increase participation in the global space sector. Also, drive Croatia into the space era, increase interest in astronomy and space projects, and develop STEM and tech entrepreneurship, create a platform for founding a space centre in Croatia, increase investments and employment in robotics, technology and ICT, and finally reduce unemployment and prevent brain drain. Crowcube will provide these ham services, AX25 telemetry, CW beacon, DigiPeter, anniversary special occasions, AX25 and CW messages for community engagement, experimental SSDV transmissions and SATNOGS integration decoder dashboard. SpaceX delays Crew-8 astronaut launch to make way for private moon mission. NASA's next astronaut launch will delay nearly a week to let a moon mission leave Earth first. NASA's Crew-8 astronauts who will launch on a SpaceX Crew Dragon will fly to space no earlier than February the 28th. The delay from February 22nd will make room for the expected launch of Intuitive Machines Moonlander from the same launch pad at NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. 
Odysseus, a robotic lunar lander built by the Houston-based company Intuitive Machines, lifted off atop a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from NASA's Kennedy Space Center, KSC, in Florida early in the morning on Thursday, February 15th. If all goes according to plan, Odysseus, designated IM-1, will touch down near the Moon's southern pole on February 22nd, becoming the first ever private spacecraft to ace a lunar landing. Success would also be a big deal for the United States, which hasn't been to the lunar surface since NASA's Apollo 17 mission more than a half century ago. Worldwide special interest groups... Radio Amateur Young Timers, Yota, Youngsters on the Air. Here's Alec, VK2MV. Thank you, Bruce. As part of a two-day learning experience, Mike Cook and Tom Cole, who are members of the Madison County Amateur Radio Club, presented etiquette tips and other topics to 5th and 6th graders at East Elementary School in Madison County, Indiana. As several students huddled around him, Mike strained to hear a clear voice through crackling static coming from the speaker of his ham radio console. Some people can't hear as well as others, Cook told them. They may just get on and start calling. Usually people will be nice enough to say, excuse me, you're interrupting a QSO or a conversation. Now from Madison County, Indiana to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Many college students participate in sports, listen to music or play video games in their spare time, but the Institute of Electrical and Electronic Engineers, IEEE student member Gerard Pekinney, prefers ham radio. He's been involved since his uncle introduced him to it when he was a youngster. Gerard's call sign is KD2ZHK. Gerard is pursuing an electrical engineering degree at the University of Scranton. He is a junior and is president of the university's W3 USR Amateur Radio Club. He is also a member of Scranton's IEEE student branch, the IEEE Club. Another of his passions is robotics. He captained one of the university's club's teams that participated in the Micro Mouse competition held during the October IEEE Region 2 Student Activities Conference. The Scranton team competed against other student branches to build and program small robots to navigate a maze in the shortest time possible, with the team placing second. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2MV in Sydney. Now back to you, Bruce. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA. 7B4K, Katawai Island, OC144. The Banker and Balatung Islands de-expedition team, signing as 7B4K, will be active from Katawai Island, OC144, Banker and Balatung Islands, during May 24th to 26th, 2024. QRV on HF bands. Check qrz.com entry for more info, including QSL manager. QTH is an island between Singapore and Jakarta. 5H4AYL, Pember Island, AF063. CISA, OM4AYL, is active from Pember Island, Tanzania, AF063, as 5H4AYL during February 18th to 28th, QRV on HF bands, QSL, SH4AYL, via her home call, OM4AYL. And Madagascar, Nosy Bay, AF057. Listen for Borat, 
S53BV on the air holiday style as SR8BV from Nosy Bay, IOTA number AF057, Madagascar, now until the 3rd of March. He is operating on 80 and 40 metres using CW and SSB. QSL 5R88V via club logs OQRS or direct to home call S53BV. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Podcast World. This is a story on an Australian company taking on the world. Australian branded podcast shop The Peers Project has landed on US shores as it raises its first ever investment round with Los Angeles-based venture firm S&P Ventures. The Peers Project has opened a New York office. The company says it aims to work with American startups looking to promote themselves with a podcast. Sam Mahmood, S&P Ventures co-founder and chief business development officer, said the podcasting audience is projected to hit 500 million listeners by the end of 2024 and exceeding $43 billion in revenue by 2032, signifying the substantial opportunity for businesses to capitalise on this growing trend. The size of S&P Ventures' investment into the Aussie podcast company was not released. The Pierce Project describes itself as Australia's first and only women-owned podcast agency. Founded in 2018 by Michelle Akaidnor, the branded podcast agency has produced shows for brands worldwide, including Shopify and Alibaba. And to give yet another example of how prolific podcasting is, the Podcasts Academy's fourth annual awards for excellence in audio, otherwise known as the Ambies, includes 192 nominees across 27 categories with a ceremony set for March 26th in Los Angeles. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. The Emergency Alert System, EAS, is a national public warning system within the United States of America that requires radio and TV broadcasters, cable TV, wireless cable systems, satellite and wireline operators to provide the President with capability to address the American people within 10 minutes during a national emergency. Now their FCC is pushing for expansion of multilingual emergency alerts. However, broadcast engineers are already pondering the complexity of the upgrade for existing EAS equipment. The proposal outlines ways to give emergency managers the option of using pre-scripted template alert messages and pre-recorded audio files in non-English languages when initiating alerts over the emergency alert system. Those recordings would be stored in the EAS device of broadcasters. The FCC proposes creating template alert scripts in the 13 most commonly spoken non-English languages in the US. The non-English languages would include, among others, Spanish, Chinese, Arabic, Hindi, Portuguese and Italian. According to US Census data, more than 26 million people in the US report that they do not speak English very well or at all. A key multilingual alerting challenge faced is translating time-sensitive alerts into additional languages during crises. Does Australia have an EAS alarm? In a way, yes, 
not over radio, etc., but our existing emergency alert system, established in 2009, is a location-based SMS system and can also call landlines with automated alerts. The system was used in the 2019-20 Black Summer bushfires with almost half a million landline calls and over 4 million text messages sent to residents in affected areas. I'm Bruce, VK3 FFF Portable 5 in Adelaide. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au 2024 it's a date in VK2 today it's the HF Antenna Day VK4 the Gladstone Amateur Radio Club's Barbecue 9th of March Redcliffe and District's Redfest April 6 in VK4 the WIA AGM to be held in VK4 in Bundaberg May 4 and 5 National Volunteer Week Monday the 20th to Sunday the 26th of May the Australian Fox Hunting Championships, Mount Gambier, June 8 and 9, and with more, John. This is John, VK5DJ for the South East Radio Group. The tradition continues. The Australian Fox Hunting Championships will be held in Mount Gambier on the King's Birthday weekend, 8th and 9th of June. It's time to brush off the fox hunting gear, fine-tune the preamps and check the antennas. What devious and car-swallowing locations will be used by the foxes in 2024? The convention will be held on the Sunday, topped off by the convention dinner in the evening. See you there. Thanks, John. VK5DJ. The Gold Coast Hamfest happens October 31. The venue still to be announced. VK5 Amateur Radio Experimenters Group Radio and Electronic Sale, Saturday, October 26, 10am, David Roche Park, Kilbourne, and Spark Rosebud Radio Fest, November 17, Eastbourne Primary School, Alabambi Avenue, Rosebud. Now till next we meet, and that will be next week, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.